Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Good evening and welcome to Fishhawk Live and the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Tonight, we're going to welcome in Captain Mark Kulak. Captain Mark, how are we doing tonight? I'm fantastic. How are you doing, Chris? Just living the dream, just living the dream. So uh, Captain Mark is a, a, a charter captain with uh, King's Landing Sport Fishing. Uh, he's been on the show before. We welcome him back tonight. Uh, he fishes on Lake Ontario out of Bluffers Park in the Toronto area. And uh, once again, another pleasure to have him on there. And if anybody out there has any questions for Mark, we'd love to hear the questions tonight. We're going to be talking about slide divers. But if you have any questions for Captain Mark, I'm sure he'd be happy to answer those for you. So drop them in there. We get a bunch of questions. We'll go ahead and pick uh, the question of the evening to win uh, a nice little prize pack from Fishhawk. Uh, so, Mark, I'm planning to do some some more tackle-related type shows in the next few weeks. And, uh, you know, we had you on the show earlier this year. And I, I just love watching your YouTube channel. I actually watch it all the time. And I saw your series on slide divers. And it was uh, I really enjoyed it. I wanted to have you on the show to talk about those. Uh, first of all, tell us a little bit. Tell us what is a slide diver. So a slide diver, it's a... Uh... You know, I, th I think many people are familiar with uh, the concept of a diver uh, and, and, you know, really it's about, uh, it's another way to get your baits down deep, but it also allows you to take the baits away from the boat. Um, what is unique and different to a slide diver, and, you know, I've, I've got, a, got one on a rod here, is typically when you're running uh, another diver, a standard diver, uh, you've got your, your divers at the end of, uh, of the line. And then you're running usually a you know five, six, seven, eight foot leader, but to your flasher or your your you know flasher fly rig, and and that's really limited because if you try and run your uh, your leader much longer, so you know I fish with someone uh, that uh, he likes to run a 15, 20 foot leader, you're hand bombing that that leader at the end, and and the slide diver is different. What the slide diver does, and I can see this in the rod. The slide diver actually slides up and down your fishing line here. And that's why it, where it gets the name slide diver. So similar concept to a regular, uh, you know, diver, like a dipsy diver, but it's, um, it's actually attached to the rod. It's on the fishing line and you essentially can let out almost as much line as you want. Uh, so you, if you, if you choose to have a eight foot lead between that diver and your spoon or that diver and your flasher, you can, if you want to have a 40 foot lead, you can. That's that's really uh, the crux of you know the biggest difference between a slide diver and really where it gets its name slide diver from. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really cool concept, and it's that a lot of people would like to use. And uh, one thing that that I think that a lot of people that are getting new into the sport, and we're seeing more and more of that with people that are you know taking out kind of their their boat, their you know 18, 19 trailerable size boats out there. Maybe they don't have downriggers, and this is a way for them to get their baits deeper. Um, you talked about just the fact of with a, with something like a Dipsy, you're kind of limited in how long that leader can be. Are there any other kind of major differences between a slide diver and that type of diver? I'd say I'd say that the slider is probably uh, the slider is probably the biggest uh, the biggest difference that I would find, uh, except for you know I've got a couple of slide divers here in the packages. I'd say slide diver does make a few different models. So this is the model I use a lot when I'm salmon and uh, trout fishing, and it's their it's their standard clear diver. 
they have different rings you can add to the divers. And then they also have a, you know, a, I think they call it their extreme or ultimate ring with an ultimate weight. So it allows you to get down deeper. So that's the kind of standard one. And the one I use most of the time. That being said, they also have the slide diver light bite. And this one, uh, this is actually something I, 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 when I first started using slide divers, I used these. And uh, I'd say where I think personally these come into play is when you're uh, fishing for, um, you know, smaller fish or fish that don't strike as hard. So when I think about if, I, if I'm walleye fishing or if I may be fishing a lot for lake trout, I use these because similar concept to a slide as the regular slide diver, the line still goes through. But what happens is you've got this arm at the back, Chris, and your fishing line comes out of the uh, your fishing line to the flasher comes out and through this um, to the flasher. And what happens is when the fish hits, this pops down and releases it. And uh, what this does is with those smaller fish that may not hit as hard, um, the weight will actually release this and trip the diver. And, and you know, many people, whether whether it be running, a, you know, dipsy diver or sometimes, you know, even a, even a slide diver, if, if you get a really small fish or a light biting fish, sometimes you won't know it's there. That's where I'd say this the slide diver light bite can have its uh, its its edge or its angle. For me, I don't use these ones as much. Um, I'm a big fan of the standard ones, the clear ones. I, I'm fishing for King Salmon on Lake Ontario. They hit like a freight train, and I find don't need to worry about that piece. But if, if somebody's out there, and I've actually heard people uh, fishing out on like on Green Bay for perch using those light bite slide slide divers. So, I mean, it's a really good tool uh, for people who are fishing other types of species. Um, you talk a little bit about kind of what happens when the fish hits the slide diver. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what it would be like to reel in a fish with using a slide diver compared to maybe another means of getting that, that line down? So that, Chris, that is the game changer. That is the advantage to a slide diver versus standard diver. You know, I, I started using slide divers when I was fishing on my 17-foot uh, Springbok uh, aluminum boat. And, you know, I, why I started using slide divers, I'd fish with myself and, a my, myself and a buddy or myself and my father. And, you know, when I was running a standard diver with, you know, a six, eight-foot lead, and I do like to run a longer lead, so I'd have an eight-foot lead. Then I'd have my, you know, call it 11 to 13-inch flasher. Then I would have another six, seven, eight-foot lead on the meat rig. I had a lot of line between that diver and the fish. And it became chaotic to often try to net those fish at the back of the boat. I remember having... This is years ago. But I remember having my buddy standing on the bow of the boat on this 17-foot open aluminum so we could actually have the fish at the back of the transom to net net the fish. And, you know, it became chaotic. And, you know, we used to often uh, name uh, bringing a fish in on a diver the, the situation, the situation rod, because it was always chaotic. And then, you know, often there's times when fish are spookier. So you start extending that lead out. I, like I said, I've got, I've got a friend of mine that I, you know, him and I often fish tournaments together. And we would fish in his boat and he, he, he would like to run, you know, a 20 plus foot uh, lead. That becomes a real situation at the back of the boat. So that's when I started running slide divers on my 17 footer. But as I've evolved to, to my larger boats now and running, uh, running charters, the benefit to the slide diver really still continues. And what that is, when that, and you know, I kind of show it here, when that fish hits and the diver unclips, the diver is going to slide right all the way down to essentially your flasher. So when it comes to netting the fish, you've got no lead. Like if, if you're running a flasher fly, if you're running like a standard, you know, spin doctor with a, you know, three times the, 
the flasher leader, so call it 24 inches, you're literally fight. You've literally got to worry about about 30 inches, 32 inches of gear at the end of that diver, and then you got to fish. If you're running a meat rig, you maybe got five or six feet. That's the real benefit. You know, when it comes to netting fish, that diver slides right down, and you're and you're netting the fish. You are not worrying about trying to hand bomb a dipsy leader at the back of the boat. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> there's so many fish were lost trying to hand bomb that dipsy leader at the back of the boat because I don't need to tell you when the fish see the boat they often go crazy and you know with a long dipsy leader that's often when that leader is in your hands I don't want a crazy fish when that line's in my hand uh, so you've been talking about a lot of the advantages of, of using a slide diver mark is there something that you can point out that's like well this is kind of a downside of it or, or, or um, a disadvantage to using a slide diver um you know I think some some people would say the one disadvantage they have is it's attached to the rod. So if you're someone that likes to run all different types of types of dipsy divers and you believe that, you know, you know, you want this purple one with this rig and you want this green with the other rig, that's not as easy because the diver is attached to the rod. And you know, slide diver, they only make a few colors. I think they've got green, black, green, black, clear, uh, white or or glow and chrome. So that might be one disadvantage uh, some can perceive. I have come up with a bit of a setup where I can swap them pretty quickly. Like I've got, I've got a smaller uh, diver here, but and I've got it on. I've got the uh, the leader all wrapped up on a spool. This is an old torpedo, uh, you know, wire spool. And then I've got some braid, a, a very thin braid. And what I'll do is I can basically swap this out super quickly. Where I tie, I tie this to the uh, the the braid on the on the on the rod and just pull it through get get the line on and then just do a quick do a quick snip and we've we've swapped it over so i've come up with come up with a couple of ways to do uh to do a quick change but you know that would be the one downside some people could consider personally i don't think it's a downside you know if you look at i've got i've got two of my four wire diver rods here that i run slide divers on and i only run slide divers i got two of them here you'll notice they've both got clear divers this one's a mag this one's just a regular they're both clear I do not want the fish to see or be bothered by the diver. I'm either going to run clear or I'm going to run black. So for me, doesn't doesn't matter. And if you talk to any tackle shop, they'll probably tell you uh, the two most popular colors of diver they sell are black and clear. Yeah, and that was something that you and I had talked about kind of before the show is using that clear. When you're using a slide diver, the reason you're using is you want to get your bait away from the diver and not be close to it. And that was something that you said you don't want the fish to be attracted to the diver. Yeah, you, Chris, you know me. Like, I love to customize everything. I paint all my own flashers. I paint my own spoons. Uh, I painted my own divers in the past. I've, I've played around making different inserts that go in between the diver. And I now just run. I run clear. Like, you know, the only time that I really want the diver to come into play, in my opinion, is if I'm running a spoon. If I'm running, if I'm running a spoon, then I want to use the diver as a tractor, and that's when I'll have, you know, that I'll have that spoon on a leader. Like in here, I got I got a spoon in here. I have that spoon on a leader that I'll, I'll I'll use, and then that's when I may add some color to that slide diver. That's when I may use like the green, or I may use like a a glow or a white, or put a put an insert in that slide diver because I want it to act as an attractant. Um, but that, that that's the only time if I'm running it with like a if I'm running it with like a meat rig or something, 
I, I, it's not about the diver. It's about the rig. Very good. Starting to get a few questions in. And the next kind of question I wanted to ask you is, you know, a lot of people, they use wire on their diver rods. You have to run wire, and that's kind of Larry uh, Dyshaw comes in. He wants to know how do they work if you're using braid. So actually, I'd say uh, using them with braid is the easiest way because the, when you actually buy a slide diver, it comes with a little kit of some a little spring, some tubing, and some silicone. That's part of the setup. And it's the, the, the tubing is made for braid, and the spring is made for when you run it with mono. So... No problem at all running it with braid. That's, a, that's actually part of its standard setup. It actually gets a little bit more complicated when you run it with wire because the diver itself cannot slide on the wire. They cannot slide on the seven strand or the 19 strand wire because it'll, it'll damage it, it'll fray it. So what you actually do when you're, so both these rods next to me are, are wire, but what you'll notice, and you know, this one's literally come right off my boat. You can still see there's some fleas here on, on the line. Um, I've actually got braid tied onto this. So what happens is I've got wire and then I use an Albright knot to connect to 70 pound braid. And I put 30 feet of 70 pound braid on. And then what happens is this particular diver, this is one of my, this is one of my ultimates with the heavy weight and the, uh, the large ring. The, the diver actually slides on the braid. So in this particular case, the most I can let out in front of the diver is 30 feet. Cause that's, that's what I have for braid. I typically don't let out more than 30 feet, so I'm, I'm completely happy with that. So that's one way. The other setup I've got here, and, and this is one I've been playing around a lot this year on, is same thing, seven-strand wire, but I've actually attached monofilament onto this. And uh, I've got a 30 feet of 40-pound uh, monofilament on this particular rod. And the slide diver slides on the monofilament on that particular rod. And it was something I was testing because, um, you know, Personally, like, you know, it's a big bit of a debate, you know, when it comes to guys that run divers, do you use a snubber or do you not use a snubber? And myself, when it came to running a wire diver, whether it was with a slide diver or a regular diver, you'll see I'm running a snubber. I'd run this. So on a slide diver, I run the snubber right before the, uh, right before the flasher works great. But what, you know, what I wanted to play with this year is if I, if I start, if I actually put monofilament on instead Mono's got that natural stretch, that natural given it. Um, how did that work out? Let me tell you, I'll be running all monofilament uh, on my slide divers next year. And I was a guy that was swore by having a braid section. Uh, I find it was much, much easier for customers to fight the fish with that 30-foot section of monofilament that the diver slid on versus the 30-foot braid section with a, with a bungee-type uh, uh, snubber. So that's uh, – but, yeah, to, to answer Larry's question – no problems running it with braid. I've got a couple of rods that are that are braid diver rods that I use in the spring that I'll use with the small little divers. Those are those are braid. Uh, the only reason I don't use braid most of the season on Lake Ontario, we get the uh, the, the spiny water fleas and they they stick really badly to the braid. So that's why I run uh, I run wire most of the time. But yeah, no problems. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? What What is the purpose of that snobber? What is the purpose? Why do we need that little stretch? Kind of go through that and, and why that's important. Yeah, well, I, I think with, 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 a, with braid or with wire, you know, and this is, this is one of those opinion things where, you know, there's, there's quite a debate, but with braid or wire, in my opinion, uh, when you've got a really feisty, angry salmon on the end, they, they get really aggressive and they just, they're, they're thrashing all over the place. And, you know, while you can, you know, you, you can massage the drag to try and make it as smooth as possible, 
when you've got folks on the boat, like many of us that are charter captains, um, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible when you see a customer, literally they're being pulled into the water by that sound and the rods jerking all over the place. So the snubber, uh, it tries to absorb that shock and, and make it easier on the, on the, the angler on the rod, but also by absorbing that shock, it's hopefully not, you know, the hook's not hopefully pulling a, um, the mouth of the fish and making that hole larger and larger and, and, and therefore hopefully not losing a fish, you know, not a scientific test, but, uh, I had a rod that I ran without a snubber uh, three seasons ago, all season without a snubber, and one with a snubber. And uh, we lost way more fish on the one without a snubber versus the one with a snubber. And now, I, you know, all my all my slide diver rods that are braid have snubber. This season, I, I put one rod, my, my deep, deep rod, I put uh, the monofilament on. And, uh, you know, I, I like it much, much better. So I personally feel... When you're running braid, you're running uh, running um, wire diver. There is zero stretch, zero give in that line, and I feel that you lose more fish as, as the the fish thrash around and open up that hole where the hook is. So uh, I'm a fan of having something that has some give, like a like a snubber or like some monofilament. It's another reason why sometimes people don't use uh, fluorocarbon leader with with braid because they want some stretch. And if they run fluorocarbon leader, leader with braid, same thing. There's zero stretch. Larry's got a follow-up. I think you did cover, but if you can go over it again, uh, what pound, pound mono he's asking. And also, I've just I think you said 80-pound braid. Um, 70 or 80-pound braid is what I tie on when I'm running when I'm running the braid with seven-strand wire. If it's a straight braid rod, you can probably get away with 30, 40, 50 pounds. But I'm running 70 or 80 as that leader section that the diver slides on when I'm running with seven-strand. Because if, uh, if I run braid too thin and tie it to the uh, the seven-strand wire, the wire will cut the braid. So I find you need to be in that thicker 70 or 80-pound range. Um, heck, I've even ran a 100-pound braid because I don't want it to get cut by the uh, by the wire. When it comes to my monofilament se- uh, section on here, I honestly, I just took some uh, some monofilament from my um, my rigger rods. My, my rigger rods that I use for flashers and flasher flies, they've got 40-pound... Monofilament, so that's what I'm I'm using on this. And are you seeing uh, seeing any cuts there? Uh, Randy Beavis wants to know: Does that wire cut into the monofilament the same way? That's a really good question, and something I missed out it was saying. I run a probably 12 inch section of that 70 or 80 pound braid between the wire and the monofilament. Okay, very cool. Because I right. I do worry that if I was to go directly between the monofilament and the wire, it would cut it. All right. Uh, Ron Winter, he's been on the show before and will probably be on the show here in the next few weeks. Uh, he'd like to know, do you have better hookups on the traditional Dipsy versus uh, the slide diver with Kings? I don't, you know, my, my view is if, uh, I, my view I think is that the hookup is the same. Like if the fish is going to bite, it's it, it's going to, if the fish bites, I think the hookup's probably similar. Where I think the advantage is if with that long leader, I'm not fighting a thrashing fish at the back of the boat. And, and don't lose the fish, I think, as often with a slide diver. That's, that's, my, that's my first uh, opinion. The second thing I would say, and this is probably not about hookups, but I'm of the personal belief that, that as, uh, you know, in the morning when the fish are really aggressive and actively feeding, you probably don't need to have a super long lead. And as many times in the morning, I'll throw the slide diver out six, eight, ten foot, and I send it because, you know what, the fish are aggressively biting and it's not going to make a difference. 
as the sun comes up, uh, especially with the water, it's getting clearer and clearer. I think the fish get spooky and I do not want that diver to be in their way. You know, there's many times, even with standard divers, um, you know, the, the downriggers stop working as the day progresses or they don't, they're not as productive and the divers fire up. But I'm a firm believer with a slide diver, they, they perform even better when in, in the high sun and those times where the fish get spookier because you don't actually have this diver uh, attracting them and essentially spooking the fish. So that's where I think it's less about the hookup. I do personally feel that there are times when the slide, right, slide divers just perform better when it comes to actually catching the fish. My first year running slide divers, oh my gosh, it was probably 2014, 2015. I'd been to the Lotsa show in Niagara Falls. I met Eric from Slide Diver. You know, he, he sold me on them. I bought a few and I came back. And the next year, you know, I like to test things, as I mentioned earlier. So I would run my two divers and want to be a regular diver and one was a slide diver. And I tell you, the slide diver kept performing better and better. And now I, I you won't, anyone that's been on my boat will tell you it's, uh, it's slide divers or no diver. All right. Uh, you know, they got those, that little deal on the bottom with the numbers, uh, people getting started. How do you know how deep those slide divers are running when you're putting them out? Yeah. So, uh, I'll start by saying, if you're running the, if you're running a regular, if you're running a regular, um, regular slide diver with a regular, with a regular ring on it, it's very similar to a standard dipsy, you know, and the general rule of thumb on them is around three to one. You know, you want to get, uh, you want to get 50 feet down, let out 140 to 150 feet. Um, with the, uh, with the ultimate, which has got the large ring, the large weight, it's very similar to a mag, mag dipsy. A lot of people go with a two to one. I've actually, uh, I have a fish, I have a fish hawk TD. So I've done some testing with the fish hawk TD and I found that, um, with 230 feet out with a ultimate, ultimate ring, ultimate weight. So the heavy, the heavy weight, large ring, um, on a seven strand, uh, setup, I find 230 feet out at, a you know, 2.1, 2.2 trolling speed was getting me down a hundred feet. So in my mind, it's kind of like a 2.3 to one when I'm using that mag diver. And then I did a similar test with uh, the standard diver, and I found it was closer to 3.3 to one with the standard standard weight standard diver with uh, with the regular regular ring on it, which I'm trying to find somewhere with the regular ring here. Which um, and that's right from using the Fishhawk TD. But uh, again, that'll vary. The, as you go deeper, you need more lines. So if you're uh, if you're running your divers really high. Uh, that that three to one range will uh, it goes out of the window and it's probably closer to two to one. What what does that typical uh, setup look like for you, Mark? I mean, you've got your downriggers. How many divers do you typically set up when you're out there? You know, on each side, what are you kind of running as far as all getting all your lines out? Yeah, so I'm on. The, I, I fish out of a I fish out of a Tierra twenty seven hundred, and uh, you know, I'm so running a charter boat and I run the I run the boat solo. I'm, uh, I'm on Lake Ontario, but I'm on the Toronto side, so the North Shore. And why that's important is we are, we are limited to uh, two rod uh, per angler spread. Uh, I, you know, for me, the most I, most I take out for, for guests is five people, but, you know, that's tight on the, on the 2700. So personally, I like to take out three or four. And, and why that's important is if I'm taking out four people plus myself, I'm allowed 10 rods maximum. So for me, typically, I'm running... Uh, you know, I'm running uh, two two downriggers. I'll run two uh, two divers, and then I will run typically five uh, five long lines. 
So for me, typically I'm running two on each side and I'm running one down the chute and that gets me to nine, nine rods. And that's more than enough to catch fish. I, I just, I just don't need any more. So typically I'm finding I'm running, I'm running two divers. Um, when I, uh, when I have a mate on the boat, uh, you know, I will sometimes put out uh, a double diver. I love running double divers, but it can be chaotic when you're on your own and you're fishing with, uh, a number of folks that are, they're not anglers. So they're, they're looking for you to hand them the rod and you to put the fish in the net and they can't maneuver the rods around. That's the one thing I find when you're running double divers, um, you got to be on your game, moving rods continuously. Otherwise, uh, otherwise tangles happen and you lose a lot of gear and I don't like tangles and I hate losing gear. All right. Uh, obviously, uh, Lake Ontario out of bluffers, you're a big salmon guy. Uh, what are kind of your favorite, favorite things to be pulling behind your slide divers for salmon out on Lake Ontario? So for, for me, um, it's I very, very, very rarely run spoons behind my slide divers. Um, I will do in the spring, especially when I'm running, you know, the little guys like this, but for me, it's, uh, it's, it, you know, slide divers are going to be running flash, flasher with meat or flasher fly. Like that's what my slide divers are. Typically I'm all about alternating. So, you know, if I think about my boat, the starboard rigger typically is my high rigger. My port rigger is typically my deep rigger. So then when I flip around my, um, starboard diver will be my deep diver. So that will have the mag ring. It'll have the, uh, the heavy weight. And that's typically running a flasher similar to this one here. I've got one of the new hot fish tens. It's got to have something like this down, down deep, you know, down 200, 230, 250 out. Cause I want it to be in that hundred plus range. And then the other side. So then the port side, because that's my deep diver, that's now my, sorry, that's my deep rigger. That's now my high diver. And that's typically going to have a flash or fly like, like this, uh, this Dreamweaver Spin Doctor uh, Wonderbread. Um, but, you know, for me, it's, it's typically it's, it's flashers and it's, and it's, fl sorry, flasher meat, flasher fly on, uh, on the divers on, on my boat. Very cool. Mark, uh, it's been good talking to you tonight again about the slide divers. There's something that I didn't ask you tonight about slide divers that you wanted to talk about or anything in general you wanted to talk about tonight that I didn't ask you about. You know, uh, when it comes to slide divers, I, you know, my, my, my view is they're, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty awesome. I will tell you that, uh, for, for new folks that first, uh, get slide divers, they can be intimidated by the rigging of the slide diver. Um, and I'll tell you, it's not that hard. Uh, whether you go to my channel, Kings Landing Sport Fishing or slide divers page or other channels, there's all kinds of great videos on rigging the slide diver. I'll tell you, do not get discouraged by you know, having to run line through a diver. Um, it does feel odd at first. I can tell you, I, I felt that way when I first uh, started using, but you'll get used to it really, really um, easily. I'd say when you're first getting used to slide divers, um, get get someone else to help you set it up. And what I mean by that is once it's, once it's on your rod, get someone to hold the rod and keep their finger on the line. And then someone, and then another person can actually hold the diver and let the pull the, the number of pulls they want out set the set the diver and then let it out i found when i first started two people made it much much easier and far less intimidating now you know i've got it down to a science i basically take my rod i stick it in a rod holder i grab the diver in my hand and i i flip the bail and i just start pulling the line out and letting it out the back of the boat so i'd say that's the one thing i'd say is do not get intimidated when you first put it on and going how am i going to do this i gotta 
I got a flasher flyer, a flasher meat rig at the end. The wind's blowing it all over the place, and I've got to, I've got to get this in the water and pull line out. Um, get a get get a friend uh, to to help you. It'll uh, you know it'll help you tremendously when you're first getting uh, you're first getting used to it. Once you get addicted to the slide divers, you'll you'll be sold. Um, there there was a time uh, last year that uh, I was meant to have a trip trip canceled, and I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm going I'm going fishing. And I was, so I went solo, just myself. Like I said, I'm on the Canadian side. I can only run two rods. So I started out running a, running a slide diver on, on, on uh, one side and uh, a rigger on the other side. And uh, literally like two or three fish in, you know, it's diver, diver, diver. And, you know, I talked to a lot of friends that are, they're intimidated to run a dipsy diver when they're fishing solo because of the whole long lead. I'm not intimidated to run a dipsy diver or sorry, a slide diver when I'm fishing solo because I'm not fighting that lead because it's the diver slid right down uh, and it makes it easier than that a fish. It's actually, in my opinion, at that point, it's no harder than that than a, than a downrigger fish. But I, I will, I vividly remember that day because I was probably out there in three, four footers um, solo. So the boat's bouncing up and down and I threw out two, two divers and pulled the rigger because the rigger wasn't moving, uh, but the divers were going nuts. Probably a combination between, the action of the rods and the two rods on the side moving back and forth with with the waves and then just the fish being uh, spooky. The, uh, the the divers were running were, were were just catching fish to the point that at one point I had a double with slide divers, but I'm not intimidated to do that with a slide diver because I wasn't fighting these uh, these huge long leads. So like I said, it's uh, it can it can feel intimidating when you first uh, start using them. Once you once you get them in your program and get them down to a science, they're they're, they're addictive. And, you know, there's many times now if I do fish solo or go for a few hours and I'm talking to another buddy of mine that's fishing solo and they'll say, you know, we'll talk about what's working. I'm like, oh, I'm like, my diver's the one doing all the work. They'll be like, well, I'm not running a diver. I'm fishing solo. I'm like, well, that's funny. I'm fishing solo and I am running a diver because I'm running a slide diver. Very cool. Uh, again, I really appreciate you coming on, Mark. I know this is a really busy time of year for you. You're kind of getting getting ready for next year and breaking things down from last year or I guess this year. And uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out. If you want to find out more about Captain Mark, you can find him at kingslandingsportfishing.com. He's also got a great Facebook page. And, of course, his YouTube channel, Kings Landing Sport Fishing, is uh, one of my favorites if you're interested in Great Lakes fishing, which if you're listening to this show, you probably are. So, so you want to check that out. Uh, thanks again, uh, Captain Mark. And I'm sure we'll have you and see you again in the spring. My pleasure, Chris. It's great. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.